morning. morning. Reverend Beth had sent me a text message the other morning asking me if I would prayerfully concern doing the service today, sermon. I told her I'd deliver a message. But uh, I think sermons are done by preachers. But um, So I appreciate that opportunity to be here today, talk to you about one of my favorite subjects. What I'm going to do is read a couple of scriptures, I'm going to deliver a message, and then I'm going to read you a few more scriptures, a whole lot more than you normally get during service. So just keep in mind, if we do two or three in a week, we're going to do more than that, but come back next week and you'll see two or three. And also, Reverend Beth said that when I asked her how much time I had, she said, take as much time as I want. <laughs> so if she leaves, you know I'm taking too much time. The first scripture I'm going to read is Mark 11:24. So I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Pretty simple to the point. Second scripture comes from Philippians 4, 6. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. It just doesn't get any simpler than that. My sister the other day called, She's if she listens to this, she's a little bit older than me, but my sister called the other day give me an update on everybody in the family. And, and I told her I was going to be delivering this message. And she said, oh, that's great. She said, you know, I used to worry all the time. Our mother, our mother worried about everything. I never could figure it out, Pam. I don't know if you ever figured She just worried about everything. I used to lecture my mother on worrying. And it did no, no good whatsoever. But she was always worrying. My sister said something about it. She used to worry. And then she finally realized, why am I worried? I just... I just give it to God, let him take care of it. Because if, if I'm not willing to give it up to God, then I don't have a whole lot of faith. Well, there's the message, you know. We're going to talk about prayer versus worry. So how many of y'all here like to worry? <laughs> oh, we have one that admitted it. Okay. Because y'all didn't see Aunt May's hand, it's Aunt May. But no. How many of y'all worry, though? Okay. What was the Bible telling you? Don't worry. <laughs> Tells you not to worry. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about this. There, there are two books that I'm gonna tell you that I read, and I would recommend that you get them. And I don't have it on a PowerPoint, so if you're really interested afterwards, you can ask me about it. The first one that I read this was decades ago. Somebody recommended it to me by a, I think it was a Southern Baptist preacher, Charles Capps. And the name of that book was Releasing the Ability of God Through Prayer. And I'm just telling you, in my opinion, it was a powerful book. And, uh, of course, he's quoting scripture throughout, so it's not like, you know, he just made up stuff that he thought sounded pretty good that he read on the Internet or something like that. But it's a very powerful book. Now, you may read it and you may sort of disagree. And let me say this, if you disagree with anything that I say today, that's okay. You know, one of us is asked to be right, I guess. No, uh, no. We, we all have different opinions, but what I'm talking to you about today is from the Bible, but 
Releasing the Ability of God Through Prayer. Awesome book. And this other book that I just downloaded, I, I have a hard time remembering the name of it because it's lengthy. This one I, I downloaded as an audible book. May, uh, he wrote this book for you. Worried about everything. No, maybe not this part. Worried about everything because I pray about nothing. Those two books are out on Audible. So if you don't like to read and you like to speed listen, those are two good things. Let's, let's talk about worry real quick. Because it, it won't take long for me to cover worry. Somebody asked me uh, one night, how did I handle anxiety? And, and I said, I don't have anxiety, but I pray. Now, that's not to say I don't get stressed out or don't get pressure or, or, or I'm concerned. I like the word concern. I just don't worry about anything. My go-to is this when it comes to worry. If there's something that one person might normally be worried about, it's just, I don't even give an example. I'm not, I'm not going to worry about it. First thing I'm going to do is immediately pray about it. Then after I pray about it, I, I'm just not going to worry about it. I, I'm forgetting about it to a degree. Now, again, you can do what you want to do as far as worry. I highly recommend that when you get to thinking about worrying, get to thinking about praying more. Give it to God. Let Him take control. As one of my preachers in Jackson said, if you can't control it, don't worry about it. Well, the book says just don't even worry about it. Here's what I learned from that book that I referred to, Releasing the Ability of God Through Prayer. This is what I do. This doesn't mean this is what you should do or you do. This is me. This is what I do. And after I read this book, I don't think my sister might be telling you. After I read the book, gave her the book, and she said, all these years I've been praying wrong. So let me tell you what, what we got out of it. I, asking is praying. Y'all believe that? I mean, that's the same thing. Then. Asking is praying. Praying is asking. You're asking for something. And I don't, when, I'm, when I'm talking about asking for something, I'm not talking about materialism. I'm not asking for a new pickup truck. My 2009 Ford F-150 is doing fine, but I'm not going to be foolish enough to ask God to deliver a pickup truck to me, okay? But I ask once, just like I asked, for those that don't know, Byron was in the hospital this week. So I asked for his healing and that he'd be here this morning, and he's sitting right back there, okay? So we, we get three answers to prayers. But what I do is I'll pray once. Now I know somebody in there is saying, well, yeah, but the Bible says pray without ceasing. Yes, it does. And we're going to cover a, a, a scripture in a minute. Here's what I do. I pray once. I ask once. And then I just praise God until it happens. So it was good to drive up and see Byron's truck this morning. There are three answers to prayers. Yes, no, and later. How many of y'all have kids? <laughs> so kids are real good about asking, aren't they? 
they're the best salespeople that ever were. So they'll come up to you and ask for something, and then if you tell them no, they're going to say, why? Until you finally typically give in and give it to them, okay? We go to God asking Him for something, and, and we're, we're asking because we want it. We're sometimes disappointed when we get a no answer. Sometimes down the road we go, thank you God for not answering that prayer. I don't have an example there. But sometimes he just says what I used to tell my kids, we'll see. One of my daughters came up to me one time. I don't remember what she asked for, uh, but Carly asked me for something. And she said, before you say no, will you say we'll see? And, or no, she said, we at least say we'll see. Because she knew that there was a good chance I was going to say no. So sometimes we'll pray to God. We want that yes. We sometimes get no. Or sometimes it's we'll see. And I believe that sometimes we get the we'll see to see if you're part of being involved in this request. Let's just say, I love losing an example. Use an example of need to lose a couple inches off my waist. When I thought, pray to God, hey God, hey, how about helping me get rid of these two um, inches off my waist? You know, he, he could just do that real quick. Or he could say, yeah, I'm going to, I can help you out. I will help you out. But I need your help. So sometimes when we pray, we need to be involved in helping get that yes answer, if you will. Sometimes I think, you know, again, we're asking for prayer. I sometimes don't think we really are serious about what we're praying for. Again, this is what I believe. It's in the Bible. We'll read scripture in a minute. I'm not going to pray for something I don't think is going to happen. I'm going. If I'm going to pray for something, I totally 100% believe it's going to happen. I believe. I believe Byron was going to be here. Now he was told he's going to be in the hospital for five days. I don't know how many days he's in the hospital, but I believed it. When I pray. I believe it's going to happen. I believe it's in God's will. Because if I don't think it's in God's will, I'm not going to pray. If I don't think it's going to happen, I'm not going to pray. So if I pray, if I ask, and if I believe it's in His will, I believe it's going to happen. So if I don't get an immediate yes, here's what I do. I'll pray once, and then I just Praise God. I don't know how many times I praise God for Byron. But pray once. Praise, praise. Same thing as thanking. Praise God until I get the answer of yes or no. And if it's no, I'm okay with it. Now I figure if it's a no answer, wasn't his choice. I'm going to give you a couple quick examples of um, some prayers that were answered I won't give you the whole stories, but we moved here, well, Pam moved back. We moved here in 1998, and uh, I went to work for a bank, and uh, Pam at the time was retired, wasn't receiving a retirement check, so maybe she wasn't retired, but she was retired from the school system. And uh, so we moved here and had a two-year-old daughter. I think, I think she was two when we moved here. School system, PRC, uh, found out that Pam was uh, has a master's degree in math. They happen to be looking for a math teacher, so they started calling her. You know, and she wasn't really wanting to go back to work, I don't think. 
But um, anyway, so she asked me one day, she said, so, so what should I do? Well, I'm not going to tell Pam what to do, of course. No smart, intelligent husband is going to do that. So, so I said, well, why don't you pray about it? She said, well, I have been. I said, well, they keep on calling you. That was her answer to prayer. They just kept on calling, and I don't know, she taught for 19 years, I think, give or take it, PRC, and now is officially retired. I went to work for the bank, worked there for 19 years, got an opportunity to uh, retire. Several of us, older people, got an opportunity. Didn't have to take it if we didn't want to. So I prayed about it, prayed about it. I, I wasn't getting the answer, and then all of a sudden one day, I felt like I had the answer. I pulled over in the parking lot at uh, Walmart, called a buddy of mine, and I said, that also was retired. I said, I believe I'm going to go ahead and retire. He says, I think you made the right decision. I went, oh, okay, well, there was my answer. Now, I retired from Bank Plus, and after about two months of being retired, I'm looking up in our field going, is this really what you want me to do? I'm not feeling this retirement thing. Shortly after that, I got a text message wanting if I'd be interested in coming to work for the Chamber of Commerce. I said, short answer, maybe. I worked there for four years, uh, so I was retired for about six months, I think. Worked there for four years, and then after four years, I came in here early one morning, right down there, uh, before sunrise. wasn't real crowded, uh, but anyway, I got down there. I prayed to God, and I said, is this, is this what you want me to do? In other words, continue to work for the chamber. I wasn't dissatisfied, but uh, I just felt like something was telling me that. Frank, is this what you want me to do? If you want me to do something in addition to that, I'll do that. Or if you want me to do something different, I will do that. Now, folks, that's a dangerous prayer. If, if you listen to God and if you do what he tells you to do. So after I said that prayer, is there anything else you want me to do? Two days later, I get a telephone call, want me to come down to the bank. And so I've been back at the bank now uh, almost a year. In fact, when I met with my old boss, future boss, I asked him before I told him yes, I said, can you think of any reason why I shouldn't do this? And he said, no. I said, okay, I'm in. So I agreed. I mean, I got a lot of faith. I agreed to come back to work for the bank, not even knowing what I was going to be making. I just told him, yeah, I'd do it. But it worked out pretty good. I could tell you all kinds of prayers that I've asked for. I've uh, plenty that have been t told no. Uh, we we like those immediate answers. Uh, I I do like to be dreary. Some of y'all, I think Sharon's probably heard me, maybe said this before. Get very. I get very specific in prayer. I do that. That way, I know when when I get the answer. Okay, but. Uh, Let's read some scripture. I probably left out some stuff I wanted to tell you, but by the time I go through this scripture, uh, maybe I'll remember something else. So the first scripture that we're going to read is Ezra 8.23. So we fasted and petitioned our God about this, and he answered our prayer. Again, I'm not going to cover every one of these, uh, or in detail, that is. Jeremiah 29.12. Then when you call upon me and come pray to me, I will hear you. One thing too, realize this. If you're talking out loud, there's, there's, it's not just God listening to you, unfortunately. So be careful what you ask for. Be careful 
what you say because what you say may be held against you if you know what I mean. And also too, don't pray the problem. I, I, I don't go, oh, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick. Especially don't say that out loud because the devil's listening to you and he'll just, he'll work on you pretty hard. So don't pray the problem, especially out loud. Matthew 6, 7. When you are praying, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. I like our Methodist prayers. Most of them are pretty simple and to the point. Matthew 6, 25, 26. Therefore I tell you, this, this is powerful. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into the barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than them? Matthew 6, 30, 31. But if God so clothes the grass of the fields, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What will we eat? What will we drink? Or what will we wear? Matthew 7, and Matthew 7, 7 through 8. And this, again, this is just some powerful stuff here. I recently did a podcast and talked about this, and, and, and in that podcast I said, you don't have to be a Christian to read the Bible. So if anybody should be listening to this that is not a Christian, just keep on reading the Bible. Matthew 7, 7 through 8. Ask and it will be given to you. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who, who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds, and for everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Probably one of the shortest ones, best ones. Matthew 21, 22. Whatever you ask for in prayer with faith, you will receive. Luke 6, 27, 28. But I say to you who are listening, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. That was tough. Right, Byron, that was tough. Luke 11, 9. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open for you. So that's in several books. Luke 12, 22 and 25. He said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. And which of you, by worrying, and which of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your span of life? John fourteen thirteen, I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So that's when we say in Jesus' name we pray. John 15, 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask Him in my name. John 16, 23-24. On that day you will ask nothing of me. Very 
truly uh, I tell you, if you ask anything of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive so that your joy may be complete. This is the praying without ceasing. And, and I know we've discussed this before. Uh, some of us have. You know, you go, well, well, the Bible says pray without ceasing. I don't think what the Bible's saying is 24-7, you can't sleep, eat, drink, whatever. I mean, we, we, we've got to live, okay? But that's when I ask, and then I just praise God, thank God, until I, the answer comes. Ephesians 1, 16. I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. First Thessalonians, uh, this is the one I was really referring to. First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Jesus for you. James 1, 6. But ask in faith, never doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. James 4, 2. I get more than I thought. James 4, 2. You want something and you do not have it, you, so you commit murder and you covet something and cannot obtain it, so you engage in disputes and conflicts. You do not have because you do not ask. James 15, 14. Are any among you sick? Oh, this is one I wish somebody else was up here reading this. Are any of you... Are, or any among you sick, then they should call the elders of the church and have them pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of God. So out of you and I have done that, haven't we? Yeah. The prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up and anyone who has committed sins will be forgiven. Alta one day, it's sort of funny as we look back, <coughs> she'll sit back there one day and sort of, uh, oh, by the way, I have cancer. Uh, I'm going to have some you know, stuff down here and whatever. And if y'all were here, I said, oh, and by the way, uh, I did good. Uh, I got tongue cancer. Now, I knew we weren't going to have cancer long, so I admitted we had it then. But I believe it was that day, if I'm not mistaken, that uh, Larry called everybody up and we had laying hands, healing service, whatever you want to call it. We are cancer free. First uh, John 5, 14 to 15. And this is the boldness we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us and whatever we ask, we know that we have obtained the request made of him. You can put that last slide up, man. Keep praying. Stop worrying. Amen. Amen. Amen.